0: Welcome to Shrink Wrap, a podcast where Fran and Becky give proper respect to various mental health and wellness topics,
1: while adding in a little bit of smart assery that they just can't seem to contain.
0: This podcast cannot and does not constitute therapy advice.
1: However, we do hope that you find the information we share with you helpful and entertaining.
2: Please be advised that this podcast discusses topics that can be sensitive to some listeners. Use appropriate discretion.
1: Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It's recording day. Yes.
0: You yeah. know what? I got to tell you guys something really, really stupid friended. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. This was like, seriously, I'm going to have a panic attack telling you this, but okay. my husband and I were visiting my daughter. We're in LAX airport coming home. So Los Angeles airport.
2: Going to LA. You do any hiking in LA? Oh,
0: God. Anyway. <laughs>
2: you got any tacos in LA?
0: <laughs> a few. Yeah. That's, that's all they talk about is yeah. hiking
2: and tacos in LA. Right. I uh, know.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, we're at the gate and the guy says, just to let you know, this is the longest gate in LAX airport. It's longer than a football field. So if you have any problems walking or anything like blah, blah. So anyway, I, I putting all my shit back in my purse. I had just put lotion on my hands. Okay. So we walk the football field. I am ready to step on the plane and I turn around and I freaking haul ass. I am running like Forrest Gump. As fast as I can. So you're on the jet, like the jet bridge. Uh, yep. That connects on to the, the airplane. Yes. Okay. And I am running.
2: Because you forgot your suitcase.
0: No, worse than that. Worse than that. I was putting lotion on my hand. I had put my diamond <gasps> ring in my lap. Ooh. And when I stood up. I didn't put, I oh, j- dropped Franny, it on the floor. I'm getting anxious so for I know, you. I know. So I'm like, I'm screwed, oh. right? I run to my seat and this kind woman, this kind girl, she was probably, I don't know, 20s, hands me my ring and she's like, I was just looking for you. I was going to give this back to no you. Yes. Found- shit. Yes. Oh, swear there are good to people. God, yes. And so I was oh. like. So lesson to the listeners, I don't care how much gunk is in your ring. Don't take it off because you will not find a kind person so like that. We
2: have had not that exact situation, but we've had ring situations before in our house and it is fucking stressful, It is, you know, especially when you're young. And I mean, when he when your husband bought it, I'm sure it was like three dollars. But, um, you know, because right. with inflation, right. but, right. Um, you know, when you spend a, a price of a small car on yeah. this little thing my wife lost hers for almost a year what? <gasps> oh, like no. we we had i was on the phone with the insurance adjuster saying okay we're gonna send you a new one mm-hmm. blah 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 and the next call was her stepmother saying we found it <gasps>
1: Oh, wow. It was
2: under her dresser in their bedroom for some fucking reason.
0: Wow.
2: And and they found it. <laughs> the second time wow. it happened, she calls me. She goes, okay, don't be mad. And <laughs> I said, where's your ring? <laughs> it was like our second anniversary. I got her a little uh, like antique ring, you know, glass ring stand. But she she goes, I did surgery and now I can't find it.
0: Oh, uh, So it's in the person's body,
2: basically. So that's what I said. Yeah. You've got to take her to x-ray, f- yeah? like first thing. I mean, they put gloves on and all that. I was going to be like,
1: she would have had gloves on. So doctors
2: tie it in their scrubs. They, oh. But I'm like, that's the stupidest fucking thing. It, it's that's better than clipping it to their badge. their badge yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And she's done both, and she's misplaced it. Why does both. she even
0: wear it to work at all?
2: So we we got her a rubber just a, one, a, not a rubber one, but just a a gold band or yeah, whatever, yeah. just for that. I mean, at, at this point, I'm pretty sure she's not going anywhere, so yeah. she can wear <laughs> it or not wear it, whatever. Right. But it's it's a it's a beautiful ring. I like it, but. Yeah. Yeah, she, in that second instance, uh, they found it, like they had already turned over the room, right? Uh, The surgery room. And they got to do that, like deep clean or whatever. Uh, It was pushed up against a wall, and she found it. So we still have the original one, but yeah, that is, I have waking nightmares about that. So thank you. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that tonight.
0: I know, right? (laughs) What
1: are we talking about, Becky? Keeping it hot not to be confused with dropping it like it's hot oh that was a different episode similar (laughs) right (laughs) hit it Brody ladies and gentlemen
0: it's time for the fantastic
1: factoid
0: so a recent study of census data and survey conducted by Mixbook of 3,000 married Americans across the US. You happy with that one,
1: Brody? Much 3, better. Okay. A much better end.
0: Found overall, on average, 74%, or about 98 million Americans, say they are happily married.
1: Buyers. Just right? Kidding. I
0: know. But here's the fascinating thing when it was broken down state by state, it found the most happily married couples reside in, want to take a guess, Brody? What states?
2: One in 50. Um, uh, Wisconsin. No,
0: nope. West Virginia. With a Are- whopping. Why'd you say Wisconsin
2: though? <laughs> I don't know. But oh, when okay. you grow up with your sister, <laughs> and okay. then you marry her, I <laughs> well. <laughs> it makes for a good life in West Virginia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, there went all of our West wrong, Virginia listeners just went goodbye with a whopping 90%. I didn't say
2: anything shit about Uruguay. I was talking about West Virginia. You
0: better not because we yeah. love Uruguay. <laughs> okay, with a whopping 90% saying they are happily married. In West Virginia, (laughs) as opposed to this is what hurts my my, this one hurts my (laughs) heart. In North Dakota, however, they were not as happy. Only one in three, or 97K, said they weren't as
2: happily married.
0: And you know what? How can they even freaking think about that? All they do is freeze their ass off. When do they think? Oh, wait a minute. I don't. I'm not. I'm going to stand
2: up for the MD because because we're we're not far away. We're 40
1: miles south of them, (laughs) Weather is the same. All we do is
2: freeze our ass off as well. Well, except for this year, shout out global warming, but it's, yes, you know, it's, right. <laughs> I, think, I wonder if that has something to do with like, not lifestyle, but there's way it's a farming community, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not going to put Fran on the spot about what a, it's like to be married to a farmer, but uh the farmers I know have way more freedom to go do. Well, uh, they do what they have. It's not freedom. They do what they have to do. And the schedules are very different. Yes. I can see how that would lead to an unhappy marriage. It but, could
0: agricultural communities. Yeah. yeah, maybe. It's very up and down. And it is cold. Yeah. And there really isn't a lot of shopping there.
1: <laughs> it has the same amount of shopping we have.
0: I know, but they're miserable. I'm trying to figure it out, Becky. Yeah, tell I'm just me saying. why they're miserable.
1: Um, West Acres in Fargo is quite beautiful. Uh, Bismarck has amazing malls. We're not going to talk about Minot. Mm. Okay.
2: Well, why not Minot?
1: <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> the <magic laughs> when, <city. laughs> when my wife was
2: going to medical school or trying to figure out which medical school medical school to go to, that's literally their... Uh, their slogan is yeah. "Why not Minot?"
1: Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's almost as meth we're on
0: it yeah. as, good yeah. as that one.
2: It's better okay. than meth we're on. I, it. Oh, I, yeah. I do
1: want to apologize though to one of my favorite podcasts, Midwest Murder, because they are from Minot uh-huh. and they're delightful. Okay. So yeah,
0: all right, Becky. So what are we going to do here?
1: I don't know what we're going to do. I guess I'm not moving back to North Dakota. Okay,
0: there you <laughs> go. Yeah, I want to stay
1: happily married. Okay. Um. So what can we do to improve and spice things up? We're gonna. Okay, listeners, we're gonna have we're gonna have a battle.
0: We really are. I know you're not are going to battle me because I'm just You're as gonna sarcastic agree with and dark yeah. as you
1: are. Number one with Brody, we will. A good sexual relationship is built on emotional intimacy and closeness. So there's a breaking news fact. Okay. If you want to have a good sexual relationship, you should like each other.
0: Okay. But it's more than that. So let's break it down. Let's break it down. What does it actually mean, this emotional intimacy? Because I am telling you, in couples therapy, Mm -hmm. I hear this over and over and over, that the woman feels like there's no emotional connection. The guy just wants to get it on, and he doesn't understand what does that mean? What is Mm -hmm. emotional intimacy? Intimacy. So it's connecting with empathy.
1: It's paying attention. Quali- we'll go into it. Quality time, all the things. So in many marriages, the passion wanes over time because life happens. You may be totally caught up in the daily um, grind of parenting, household duties, bills, kids' activities, work, and health issues. Blah 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 blah. And normal body changes over time. What does that mean? Normal body changes. Yeah. Um, I. This is the joke I make in our house. Jim has less hair, and I have more fluff. <laughs> <laughs> Because we've known each other since we were in elementary school. Yeah, a lot has changed right. in that time. Yeah,
0: but hormonally, oh yeah, right. You know, yeah. with women over time, and I do think um, women have really been made to feel like there's something wrong with them if they're mm-hmm. not, especially premenopausal, mm-hmm. perimenopausal, menopausal, whatever. That if they don't want to be getting it on forever, mm-hmm. so I agree. For instance, a wife might say, I love my husband, but the passion just isn't there anymore. And this can actually come as a total surprise to the partner.
1: Or not. Maybe not, right? right. Also, people have different sex drives, especially as they age. And many times that is made out to be unacceptable or abnormal. How dare you? Right. You should want to have sex all the time. No.
0: Brody's look at his look on his face. He's so young. I know. I know. What is he now? He's, he's just a, a he's a marriage baby. He really is. Let's change his, his diaper his at break. Marriage baby. Okay. Oh,
1: <laughs> According to that's a whole different sex topic for another episode, Fran. <laughs> okay. And I'm not doing it for Brody or any adult. <laughs> <laughs> any adult.
0: For, okay. Oh. According to experts, the most common reason couples lose their passion for each other is obviously because of B.O. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was our last.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and stop being sexually intimate is the pursuer-distancer pattern that develops over time. Now, remember yes. the cartoon. Wait, remember the cartoon. This isn't what they mean by this. But what was the what was the Looney Tunes little animal that cups like, with Pepe Le Pew? yes remember that yes and it was like always trying oh, to touch and be
2: yes I love and all
0: me. she did was like oh, pushing him Lord. away like leave me the hell
2: alone he's
1: the man of many accents he Have really I is that? i know
2: yeah. <laughs> my, my wife says i'm terrible at accents oh. and i kind of enjoy being terrible at accents but okay
1: well but you you don't know, don't <laughs> Dr. Sue Johnson explains that when one partner becomes critical and aggressive, couldn't relate, the other other one becomes often defensive and distant. And I've seen mm-hmm. this play out in therapy. Time and time and time again. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So the gurus of relationship mm-hmm. issues, the Gottmans' research, Ooh,
2: um, the Gottmans. thousands mm-hmm. of couples
0: discovered that partners that get stuck in this pattern in the first few years of marriage, there is more of than an eighty percent chance of divorcing in the first five years. Isn't that wild? That's eighty percent. Yeah, but
1: I can see it if you're that young. If you're a baby like Brody, mm-hmm. marriage baby, right. um, and you're already doing this um, pursuer distance and thing, and yeah. I'm going to pick, 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 and you're just going to retreat and stonewall, mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you want to stay together? My
2: favorite stat is that the Gottmans can predict with 96% accuracy if a couple will get divorced within two minutes of the onset of a fight.
0: That's crazy. I mean, this
2: is a whole other episode about... But they can just
1: watch it. Yeah, yeah, the
2: four horsemen and and the behaviors that are so toxic to to relationships. But yeah, Gottmans are... But side note...
1: Listeners, go ahead and and Google search um, Mm -hmm. Gottman's Four Horsemen because that's a fascinating. We've talked about it on other episodes. (laughs) No. (laughs) No.
2: Obviously, she's a sheep farmer.
1: I I need to cancel that, please. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that was.
2: I think it was a getting a prostate exam. That's better. Whatever you were just doing was better than. I (laughs)
1: think it was indigestion. Okay, no. I'm sticking with a horse getting a prostate exam. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay, good. Again, a good sexual relationship is built on emotional intimacy and closeness, which means first building your emotional connection. So focus on meeting your partner's needs and communicating your needs in a loving and respectful meet. So I was going to say way
0: and manner. Okay, <laughs> Bertie, give us an example of how you would communicate your needs, your sexual needs in a, a loving and respectful way. I'm <laughs> bitch, so- get over here. <laughs>
2: I'm I love sorry. you, honey. I love you. Wonka, wonka. don't <laughs> uh,
1: to, to, to in Tokyo. <laughs> Mr., Mr. honey.
2: So I, I don't know. I think my wife and I have talked a lot about this of like, I don't know. I think we all have those conversations about like, if I die, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and part of that comes down to sex. Like you've been with somebody for so long. And now, theoretically, at the age of 40, I will be this year. I, I know what I like, right? And and how do you communicate that to another person? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's very interesting. So being emotionally connected is one thing, but then being connected enough to you can say and and she asked me like how like if if I died what would you do like especially if you met somebody and you're you know gonna have sex and whatever and I said honestly what I would like to do is hand him a survey like what. What do you like? What do you not like? What, you know, how does this work? What Open can,
1: up your phone. I just sent you a survey monkey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what, what can I, you know, obviously you wouldn't do that necessarily, even though that's super efficient. Mm-hmm. It could be one thing you should be efficient, but it's, you know, what do you, what do you like? What do you not like? What, what should I expect? Mm-hmm. You know, as far as certain metrics or whatever mm-hmm. that I'm doing a good job and. Things like that. I think it'd be super hard. But I sorry, what was your original question? Okay, so
0: here's the here's the request. Okay. How would you communicate in a loving, respectful way what you need? One thing.
2: I, I think just to be super. So, I mean, even after 15 years of marriage, which isn't that young, we're no. almost able to drive. You're,
1: you're an adolescent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: We, uh, we still have times where I say, I, I need you to do this. When I have mm-hmm. a bad day, I don't need you to fix it. I need you to say, mm-hmm. gosh, that's really hard. And I bet you're going to figure it out and, and we can go forward.
0: I love that. And, I do too.
2: And so, and it took us this mm-hmm. long to do that. Right. You know, I think when you first get married in your twenties, you're, you're still doing your own shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's just Mm -hmm. you. Right. But now there's this other person there. And then in your thirties, you either have kids or you have kids or you don't, but you're, you're trying to figure out how to do your shit together, Mm -hmm. but you're still working on all that past shit that you, you haven't figured out yet. Mm -hmm. So now you come up for breath in your forties and figure out, Oh, the kids have taken care of themselves now and, or can at least get up and get what they need to be, get going. And, But you're still here, Mm -hmm. uh, spouse, and so we should Mm -hmm. probably figure out how to do this together. So I guess we are actively in that, like, figuring out how to do it together stage. Mm -hmm. And it's, I don't know, I think it's really fun. But Mm -hmm. we can certainly see the the trail of dead of where we've been. Right, right. (laughs) But, yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and I think there's those stages throughout marriage. You know, Fran, you're in the empty nest stage. Yeah. Where you and Mark, you know, had to reevaluate or navigate, if you will, what to do with, Mm -hmm. with just the two of you. Right. Yeah. And then there's going to be grandkids and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's just always, there's always a next step. So um, in the science of trust, Dr. Gottman explains that couples who want to rekindle their passion and love need to practice emotional attunement. And this can help you stay connected even when you disagree. So what is emotional
0: attunement? Basically, it's turning toward each other by showing empathy and not being defensive Both of you have to be willing to talk about your feelings in terms of, like Brody said, a positive need instead of what you don't need or what you don't like. It's like... A positive need. Mm-hmm. I like that.
2: I think so. everybody wants to help somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And so especially your partner, mm-hmm. it would really help me if you did this in this time. Yeah. because uh, And many of us don't know what the fuck we're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to help you. Mm-hmm. And so now you're giving me the roadmap as to how to help you. And I don't need you to fix it. You just need to be here. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. And yeah. so uh, it's really freeing for then one person gets what they need and the other person just has to sit and hold your hand and or whatever it is. That's, right. That's so I'm very hearing,
1: free. don't throw the remote. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. Well, okay. that was that was the last. episode. That was the last episode. Yeah. So Your mileage may vary. On yes. This. Yeah. We'll we'll just see. Maybe Love sometimes. languages come in all forms, don't they, do, don't they? According to Dr. Gottman, expressing a positive need conveys complaints and requests without criticism and blame. So the person is really saying, "Hey, here's what I feel, and this is what I need from you." Yeah. So during the early phase of marriage, many couples barely come up for air due to the excitement of falling in love. Unfortunately, this doesn't last. Can you imagine? We'd all be drooling idiots. We really would. If that lasted, nothing would get done. No, on the, the five love languages. I know you're going to explain it, but the five love languages I think also does a very good job of explaining it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Are you guys fans of of the love languages? Yes.
0: Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. I think it makes sense
1: to a lot of people, and yeah. it's easy. Right. I mean, yeah. it really is easy.
0: Yeah, if you recognize what it is. But and I do think it. it I think it can change over time
1: too.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. okay so we'll we'll hit that later remind us somebody remind us because I'm too old and I can't remember my name okay so yeah, scientists, listeners remind
2: us to come yes, back to that do, let
0: us come back to that <laughs> scientists have found that oxytocin which is the bonding hormone is released during the initial stage of infatuation so this makes you feel euphoric and you're turned on by touch and it works oh, like a drug and it gives you
1: all these good feelings and this binds us to our partner you're preoccupied oh. physical affection affirms your love for your partner physical affection sets the stage for sexual touch that is focused on pleasure sex therapist and educator dr. Michael Steisma recommends that you set a goal of doubling the length of time you kiss hug and use sensual touch if you want to improve your marriage I've heard that about hugging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah right just we don't hug long enough I agree with that
0: hmm yeah Okay, so what do we see in couples therapy regarding this issue? Yeah. I see a lot of arguing over sex. A lot of arguing over mm-hmm. sex. That's and I think people can't accept that some people that isn't their love language and mm-hmm. it's never going to
1: be their love mm-hmm. language.
0: And so if you can't work around that, I mean
1: You got a big problem. Well, and as I was driving here today, I was thinking the same thing. Saw this a lot when I was doing couples therapy. Um, But it's always like, stereotypically, it's always the woman that has a lower sex drive. I'm not saying it's always that way, but Mm -hmm. more than average, I would say. And it's always like, well, she needs to learn to be in the mood more and blah, 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 blah. Well, no, I think he needs to learn to be nicer. And I've had that that Mm -hmm. talk with couples, like if you want to put your wife in the mood And you've heard me say this on the, on the show before, um, do the dishes without being asked, put the kids
2: to bed without being asked,
1: do a date night and arrange everything, Mm -hmm. you know, do some of those things.
2: So what you're talking about, so Emily Nagatsky wrote a book called come as you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's generally for women, but it's a, you know, sexual health book or whatever. Anyway, the way that she puts it, it very similar to what you're saying is you got to turn the ons on and the offs off. Right. Well, yeah. So as part of your like state of the States, I, Breed and I just did it for our first time this year of like, okay, what are our goals financially, family wise, scheduling sexually? Like what? Oh, I
1: like that. Yeah. yeah we, great. we
2: went to Fargo and we did, you know, we just sat down in a coffee shop and just outlined the whole thing. What mm-hmm. do we want this year to look like? Mm-hmm. Um, And so part of that is knowing that if dishes in the sink are a turn off Mm -hmm. for your partner, then do that so that the switch gets flipped. Right. And so you're increasing your, increasing your odds, I guess, but it, but theoretically the other person should also say, oh my gosh, I see them doing that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I understand what, what is happening here. So both partners. Yeah. Yeah. Both partners. Yeah. I like
0: that. So here are some suggestions. Um, well, sexual
1: attraction can be hard oh, to maintain. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. I just jumped you right just, over, Becky. Yeah, sorry. sorry. We have to talk about attraction. Okay, let's do it. Realistically, expectations may need to change, and that requires open and honest communication. I know a lot of people who say... Um, I don't feel as beautiful as I did when we first met, or I don't feel as desirable as I did when we first met. And like we just got done saying, there's a lot of changes that take place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I've been with Jim since I was 14, there's a lot of changes that have taken place. But what I've noticed is I don't see him as having less hair than he did back in the day. Um, I see this amazing man who is a wonderful husband, even though I bitch about him all the time. Um, a phenomenal father. Like mm-hmm. I see all the goodness and the kindness and all of that and so the physical becomes slightly less right like I'm, I appreciate the fact that he showers mm-hmm. and, and you know cares about his appearance he doesn't just you know walk around in faded pajama pants all the time out mm-hmm. in public but yeah I don't know what do you think about that
0: I I, I think the expectations also include when we're talking about realistic expectations about mm-hmm. sex that you better prepare if your wife is going through menopause mm-hmm. things are going to change yeah and that she is there's not something wrong with her and there are some women that want the creams and the pills and all the things. God bless you. But there are other women that are like women's women that are like, you know what? I don't want the things. Mm -mm. And what I want is companionship, I want affection. I I want you to change with me. Yeah. So that needs to be negotiated.
1: And like we've said in other episodes Whatever works for you as a couple, period. Mm -hmm. Don't worry how that compares to any other couple that you may or may not know. Because first of all, you may not know the real. Right. Right. We only portray the good. Um, So if it works for you guys, go for it. If it's not working, like you said, negotiate. Right. Right. Or get couples therapy.
2: Well, just knowing that there's different seasons. You know, sometimes one partner can have a really busy season at work and maybe Mm -hmm. that's two or three months or whatever and things are going to change. And so just communicate that to your partner, I think, is uh, having a heads up. Like, I'm feeling this way or this Mm -hmm. is coming Mm -hmm. and this is what I need from you. You know, Mm -hmm. those can really help. I think that's
0: great. All right, here's some tips that you might want to try. Change your pattern of initiating sex. So maybe you are denying your partner for coming on too strong, which, by the way, big turn off, Pepe Le Pew turn off. Like, <laughs> I want you, I want you, I want you. And oh, then if I don't friend,
2: get sick. Oh, you don't know what I can give
1: you. <laughs> oh, my God. I am
2: Pepe Le Pew. I will give you so much pleasure.
1: Oh, my God. But I, mean, I also think it is like the honking of the boobs. Yes. You know? Right. I, very rarely is that going to make a person's partner go. Well, I wasn't in the mood, but now that you honked my boob, right, let's now go. Totally, I then, don't understand why wait, that doesn't work. Wait, wait I know because if we honked you in the nuts, you'd be like, ah. yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
0: But then this is my my personal favorite that I get in therapy all the time. When that doesn't work, the honking of the boobs or the you know grabbing the butts, they don't get it, and then they're pouting yes. and they're mad and they won't speak to you.
1: And you're like, oh well, now I definitely want to have sex totally with a toddler. That'd now, be great. Totally yeah. Totally turn on. so mix things up to end the
0: power struggle for example distancers may want to practice initiating sex more often pursuers need to back the fuck off no Mm -hmm. need to work on building emotional
1: intimacy like becky said while avoiding demands for closeness yeah so if you don't want your boobs honked every now and again you might have to be the one to initiate Mm -hmm. and then that then it's a win-win right
0: well, I but like, you should never have your boobs honked. Well, unless you're
2: into if it, unless you're into it, don't yuck like anyone's it. yum. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Hey, if a woman doesn't like it or a man,
2: one thousand percent. This isn't a consent situation. Right. I'm just saying, don't blanket yeah, yeah. statement. No, right. You should never honk boobs. Right. There's some there's some great boob honking to be Again, done there is out some there. So great boob honking. know your partner. Know, yeah. your partner. know your partner. <laughs>
0: Hey, Becky, why is the Northern State University Graduate Program in Counseling so awesome? I could go on forever, but let's talk
1: about the fact that you can get a clinical degree where you can work in private practice or an agency, Mm -hmm. where you can get a school counseling degree on the school track, where you can work in a school as private private school, parochial school, public school, any school you want to, and then my favorite. What? Forensic Counseling. Super cool, yes. but is it k Kreb approved? It is k. approved, and you're like, what does that mean? You know what? It means that it has the gold standard of grad schools. Super awesome, but can I afford it because I don't have a lot of money? It's okay. If you go to northern.edu, yeah. you can um, apply for some scholarships. They have a couple of counseling-specific scholarships in addition to some other really fantastic scholarships that a guidance counselor or a admissions counselor can help you with. Awesome.
0: Be Northern. Unleash your potential, baby.
1: So I like this next one. Hold hands more often. I'm terrible at this. I'm too German for this, but I do like it. Um, According to author Dr. Corey Floyd... Holding hands, hugging, and touching can also release oxytocin, mm-hmm. causing a calming sensation. Studies show it's released during sexual orgasm, and additionally, physical affection reduces stress hormones such as cortisol.
0: Allow tension to build, so it's anticipation, right? So if you're anticipating a reward or something wonderful is coming, it's it's uh,
1: enjoyable. <laughs> what? Oh. I'm just over here thinking. My anticipation is how long is it going to take, and can we just get it done? <laughs>
0: You know what? In all in all reality, Becky, a lot of women say that. Right. I hear that in therapy all the time. So but what we're saying, Brody, is enjoy it while you count. Yeah. Okay, so to- <laughs> <laughs> It no, just I'm sounds no, so sad, no, but I oh, okay. whatever. So take your time during foreplay, share fantasies, change locations, and focus on building romance to build this romance. tension. Romance. romance.
1: Separate sexual intimacy away from uh, routine. So plan intimacy time and avoid talking about relationship problems and also chores in the bedroom. Oh, that's right. en- I'm just envisioning where you're like, you're naked and there's foreplay. Yeah, and you're going like, to do
2: the laundry minute, after minute. this, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Did you unlock a dishwasher?
2: Fold those jeans. Yes.
1: Fold them hard. <laughs> oh my God. Sexual shocker. Here's another shocking shrink wrap fact. Okay. Sexual arousal plummets when we're distracted and stressed. Is oh, that that, is, right. that I know. is shocking. I never knew that. I never knew that. Yeah. I never
0: that. So carve out, this is one of the love languages, mm-hmm. right? Quality time. Yeah. Carve out time to spend with your partner. And you guys, this means your phones, people, like. If you get like 10 minutes with your partner in a day because you have busy routines Mm -hmm. and you're looking at your phone, you you shouldn't get laid. You really shouldn't. Disconnect to reconnect everybody. Uh, Yeah, right. (laughs) Try a variety of activities that bring you both pleasure. Quality time when you're joking around and having fun can lead to emotional intimacy and connection. And the Gottmans say, everything positive you do in your
1: relationship can be considered foreplay. I like Uh, that. I like that too. It doesn't have to be... Everything sexual. Right. Focus on an affectionate touch. Offer to give your partner a back or shoulder rub with nothing else expected. People associate foreplay with sexual intercourse, but affectionate touch is a powerful way to demonstrate and rekindle passion, even if you're not a touchy-feely person. But I put that out there because a lot of spouses don't want the back rub because they're like, what if I just want a back rub? Mm Mm-hmm but they're going to want sex because they rub my back. So I just don't even want a back. I'm just not even going to do it. That's super common. Yeah, that's super common. And like
0: we've been talking about the communication needs to be, Hey, I would be happy to give you the most incredible back rub, mm-hmm. but I really don't want to have sex tonight. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get in a fight about it. Yeah. And what would you like? Is that yeah. okay? Do you want yeah. that? Yes or no?
2: I like that. Practice. But then I'm going to stand oh, oh, oh. up, uh-oh. Uh-oh. but then just acknowledging like, I'm not saying we should tally cause we shouldn't tally, Right. right? right. But, and, But, but, but (laughs) it's the effort, right? And so then maybe with the other partner, I mean, I I mean, I'm not saying this is gendered, right? Mm -hmm. But for the other part, for the partner receiving the back massage to understand, okay, they're doing this without any, any sense of, um, comeuppance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, but you keep track. I don't know what I'm.
1: Yeah. What are you saying? I think, I think you're digging a hole if I'm recognizing it correctly.
2: To, to understand and observe the effort,
1: I okay. just appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate the effort, yeah. yes. Yeah. And yes. then, which I mean, can hopefully actually that... lead, it can be a turn on. Re- yeah, that's like, what I'm, I'm love it yeah. that Thank I'm getting you. a back rub with no expectation of sex, and just that no expectation of sex could lead to sex.
2: Thank you for the rope. Yeah. the home.
1: person giving the back rub <laughs> yeah. right
0: decides, because maybe that no, person no, no. Is... So
1: I think I don't. I don't know what you and Mark do, but normally. If somebody wants a back rub, they're like, I would love you to rub my back, but I don't want to have sex in exchange for that. So it's the person giving the back rub that's like, I'll rub your back, but you better do me afterwards. <laughs> it sounds so Am I right? Am I right? I mean, isn't that I- how you
2: usually... I mean, when no, you think of it, uh, yes. When I, th- okay. when I, th- yes, I yeah. think that it becomes the the back rub specifically within mm-hmm. a marriage. I think can be very transactional in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't. I, I agree that that's that's not healthy. I don't think no. That and it, that's it what I that have. That's time. what I've
1: heard in therapy is you know I love yeah. getting a back rub. I have a physical job. I'm on my feet all day. Whatever it might be, but every time I ask for a back rub, um, there's an expectation that I have to have sex with them afterwards. I yeah. get what you're saying. And it's, so, it's, yeah. but put, if, put they, if they're like. Like you know what, I will rub your back, and nothing mm-hmm. expected, right? That can be a turn on for the person Absolutely. getting the back rub, and yeah. yes. oh, this is so nice and kind, right. and I appreciate
0: the oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Very good point. Very good point. Practice being more emotionally vulnerable during sex. Okay. I'm not even gonna be able to say this Just with a straight cr- face. Crying, I can't crying, do it. Right in the middle of it. Yes. It's like, I'm going to start Everyone crying and then it's like, hold me. Okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm too cynical for this shit. But anyway, okay. Share your innermost wishes, fantasies and desires with your partner. If you fear emotional intimacy, this is a red flag for you yeah. then you may need to reach out to a therapist if like sharing your thoughts and your feelings and is too emotionally i don't know maybe it's a trauma trigger for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah then reach out and get some help
1: so the smart ass in me is like so you're literally in the middle of doing it you're like babe i just really want a second home in florida someday. <laughs> okay <laughs> that's well, my wish and desire there you go I'm going to try that out. Jim won't care. He's like, really? I can yes. have sex? <laughs> Say whatever you right, want to. Exactly. <laughs> Go over the periodic table. I don't care. Okay. Um, maintain a sense of curiosity about sexual intimacy. Experiment with new ways to bring pleasure to each other. Look at sex as an opportunity to get to know your partner better over time. So putting on like a clown mask. Okay. No, what I'm going to say is um, when we did, was it the last? No, two shrink wrap lives ago Uh when Brian was our guest. Yeah. um, That was a really good one. And people should tune in if they want some more um, ideas about Mm -hmm.
2: that. What I've heard is that when people cheat, uh, especially people, and we've gone back and forth about Mm -hmm. whether you're in a happy marriage or not, but the, the cheating makes you feel alive.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. The, uh, mm-hmm.
2: Apparently there are studies and I, I don't know. I can't.
1: Well, it's that oxytocin right. and the newness. Right. And, it makes, yep. and the
2: newness, right? Yep. And so what you're talking about, though, of adding or keeping things fresh and keeping things new mm-hmm. uh, brings that newness to your own relationship. Right. And then keeps you grounded there. Yeah.
0: Yes vary the kind of sex that you have break up the routine like we just said try new things because your sexual needs do change over Mm -hmm. this time and your body changes over
1: time yeah you might not be able to bend that way
0: anymore right right then you get it you get those kinks in your feet throw your hip out right
2: oral only tuesdays i mean yeah i think it's great
0: and you know I'm, i'm i'm doing a workshop right now and they're talking a lot about sex it's lgbtq Workshop. But one of the things that he stresses is that I think we in society think sex is only about penetration. Mm-hmm. Sex right. is not just about penetration. Right. There are so many other things, and I think we need to think about it differently. I agree For with some that. people, it never involves penetration, but they are incredibly Sexually intimate with each other. Mm-hmm. That means different things for different people. Right. Yeah. I would agree with
2: that. The way that I've heard it put is pleasure is the measure, right? Mm-hmm. If it feels good and you enjoy what you're doing, then I, mean, I think we've all at some point, and I don't know, Fran, if you sent out like a, a flyer in the public mail of how many times do people have sex a week, mm-hmm. right? Like we all want to know if we're normal. normal. If we're normal, yeah. right? But most uh, researchers or things, when I've heard it in public, they've said, I'm not going to tell you because Mm -hmm. then you'll judge yourself against that. It only matters if you're happy. Right. If you and your partner are happy, then that is the right amount for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Pleasure
0: is the measure. Pleasure is the measure. And and co-agreement. Pleasure and what's the word I'm looking for? Starts with a C.
2: Cooperation. No. Working together. Collaboration. No, not
0: that. But like... Oh shit Collaboration Now when you Never mind It'll Cohabitation come to Three years from now. Coitus
2: <laughs> Coitus
1: <laughs> Cunnilingus Con,
2: <laughs> Conservation
1: I, I can keep Going with C words, I can't take it. I can't take it. Clitoris, okay, okay. I believe, <laughs> or is it clitoris? We don't know. No one knows. Consensual.
2: It's fake anyway. Oh, consensual. consensual. Oh. There we
1: go. Jesus, yes. you guys are killing me. Oh Why? my god. Whatever whatever got you there, oh, right? right? Yeah. All those words brought you to consensual. Yeah. Consensual. The yeah. other thing is, <laughs> and and I make, make sex a priority, but whatever that looks like for you, I want to give it that caveat. Okay. Whatever making sex sex a priority is for you. Because like what you were just saying, Brody, it's different for everybody. Right? And I don't want people to hear this and say, well, I don't have sex every day. So am I really making it a priority? Um, so set the mood for intimacy before TV or work dulls your passion. Mm-hmm. so maybe before you get into your humdrum whatever you do in the evening or whatever a light meal along with your you don't want to carb load I think you should carb load <laughs> yeah why not depends Depending. how much cardio you're yeah, doing I'm just saying um, maybe some good music a little bit of wine if that's your thing those can all set the stage for great sex but again that's going to vary person to person so whatever well, that is for you
2: especially when you're in the messy middle with mm-hmm. kids and stuff scheduled sex is sex that you're or unscheduled sex is sex you're not having mm-hmm. so I think especially to or that's what worked for us is to you get back into it you're we're having sex tonight yeah. then you can start that foreplay at 11 a.m. yeah and you know mm-hmm. s- sexy sex text back and, forth, sexting yeah. back and forth and this is what I'm gonna enjoy doing to you and mm-hmm. blah 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 and then by the time you get home you're you're ready to rip and you just yeah. gotta wait till seven till the and, kids go to bed.
1: you're giving kids Benadryl right. and yeah. <laughs> right.
2: done it do not give your kids Benadryl <laughs> oh I've done it here have some melatonin good night <laughs> oh Goodbye. my gosh
1: even
0: if you're not a touchy feely person increasing physical affection, affection like we talked about an emotional connection can help sustain a deep meaningful bond now let's do yes. let's do the love languages because yeah. some people are not touchy feely which is one love language right yeah. quality time
1: physical touch
0: yep gifts and, acts of service oh i love, that's
1: mine that's mine that's too. mine yep. what's the other one words of affirmation words yes. of affirmation words of that's affirmation me. is and, that and yeah. my, mine used to be yeah. words of affirmation. Yeah. And then um
2: the, <laughs> and You stopped giving a fuck. <laughs> and
1: then I stopped giving a fuck. Right. And then kids and, and life happened and then mm-hmm. it became acts of service. Yeah. Because I you it's just nice to come home to a clean kitchen, you know, right. or whatever it might be. Yeah. But everybody's different. But I physical touch isn't one of mine, but I will acknowledge that it's something I need mm-hmm. when I'm stressed out. Like just touching Jim's arm is mm-hmm. just like Oh, okay, comforting. That's right. you know, I can do this.
2: You know what I love is touching feet in bed, like especially in the Ooh, middle feet of the are night. Gross. I know Ew. feet are gross. It's just it's a it's a light, t- just a touch mm-hmm. for two, three, four, and then you, and then you're done. But Aww. you just, Aww, especially like when when you yeah, when you yeah. feel the other person yeah. kind of pull in as well. I'm yeah. just a big fan of that. I always just anyway. reach over Sweet.
1: and grab his arm. I thought you were going to yeah. say oh, grab you, his weenie, you, but you no. honk his boob.
2: <laughs> yeah, I honk his boob. You
1: know. We are like two years old. I we swear to God. We are. Okay. Yeah. So Dr. Gottman reminds us that friendship is the glue that can hold a marriage together. It's so funny. Somebody told me once, you can't be married to your best friend. And I said, fuck that. Yeah. I am married to my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, couples who know each other intimately, according to Dr. Gottman, and are well-versed in each other's likes, dislikes, personality, quirks, hopes, and dreams are the couples who make it. Sources, Terry Gaspard and... The Gottmans. Thank you, Gottmans. So Brody
0: has. Oh, yeah. Right. He almost wood.
1: forgot. I, I know
0: it. So here we forgot. go. Don't leave us yet. Buckle okay. up, kids.
2: Am I the asshole for being upset (laughs) that my husband ate nearly half of my burger in one big bite after I offered him a taste of my food? A few years ago, my husband and I picked up some food for supper from a restaurant that was featured in one of those Food Network shows. The place was packed and there was a long line of people, so we decided to get an order. My husband paid for our entire order. We got back to the hotel and started eating. As soon as I took my first bite of the burger, I proclaimed that this was the best burger I had ever tasted. Since we ordered two different items off the menu, he offered me a bite of his food. It was good, but I preferred mine. Then I offered him a bite of mine. I'm not exaggerating when I say that he took a third of Close to half of my burger in one bite. As soon as he did this, I got upset. I asked him why he would eat such a huge portion of my burger when I only offered a bite. He said that he wanted to taste all the parts of the burger, and that's what his bites look like. He also said that he did exactly what I told him to, so he doesn't understand why I'm so upset. Am I the asshole?
1: Um, No. I think the husband's the asshole. That's a dick move. Well, then...
0: Yeah, I mean, and plus. There's I'm, a bite I'm, and a third of a burger. First of all, I'm getting hangry just listening to this <laughs> I, know.
2: <story. laughs> I know, I, I want to know, know where it is. <laughs> because
0: it's like, if you, especially because she just said, this is like the best burger I have ever tasted. Like, my mm. husband would never do that. If mm. I said, this is so delicious, do you want to try it? He'd be like, no, I'm not going to try it. And then I'd be like, please, just, he'd be or, like, no. Or a little bite, if anything. Yes, Yeah. but never. And yeah, I think that was like rude.
2: Yeah. But then, what if you get like more bun and less burger? And then, then I, go I, buy I can, your
0: own goddamn burger. I can, is what exactly. I'd say. The next time okay. you go there, get your own burger. All right. Look, we, we're on the same team here. Oh my okay. god! Perfect. I know it. There I'm you so go. We're the shrinks. That's a wrap.